Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Tales from the Crew. Uh, we have the the amazing Riley Keaton in the house today, um, and we're so glad to have you. Thanks for uh, our intern, John Humphreys, for uh, reaching out and connecting us. He said, you got to have Riley on the show, and uh, yeah, we'd love to uh, hear more about you. If you want to just give us some quick some background we can kind of get it started from there yeah absolutely thank you for having me um i'll just get into it i guess i uh i watched movies growing up and um did that whole thing and sort of got addicted to them and then um i went to college uh in oregon at portland state university and i thought i wanted to write about movies i studied a lot of theory and uh did a lot of papers you know did the whole Watched Scorsese a bunch and watched Spielberg a bunch and that kind of thing. And then um, I kind of fell out of love with it a little bit. And uh, and uh, I discovered cameras. Um, and uh, I just it just kind of grew from there. And I decided to... Um, I thought I wanted a DP for a little bit. And I hated that after I did it for like two short films. And, uh, and I found First Day Seeing and I was like, this is it, so... That's sort of my background. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like that's sort of the case with a lot of people that, um, that you know, they grew up watching movies a lot as a kid. And they're like, I want to do that. Yeah. But you don't really have an understanding or clarity on the actual positions of a crew. Exactly. Yeah. And I so, had no idea. Yeah. So no it's until, until you kind of get into it, do you realize, oh, you know, this is sort of the department or the position that I love or it makes sense. And so right. was that kind of just when you started making films in film school or? Exactly. You know, I had no real idea even, you know, in high school, even you like, you're like, oh man, yeah, I'm going to make some movies with my friends and stuff like that. But you're just like, oh, there's a cinematographer and a director. and That's it. You know, like, there's, there's nothing <laughs> right. else. And then as college rolls around and you start learning more, you do get more familiarized with the positions and everything. And, um, and yeah, that sort of was my tract was I didn't really know, you know, until I got deep into it. I started PAing on Portlandia. Oh cool. In Portland for a little bit in college and um and I was observing all these different positions happening and like I saw the camera department and I saw the directorial department and, and that kind of thing and I I really kinda just started going for for camera. You know, I liked what they were doing and I liked the technology side of it and all the gear that they had to deal with and it was I, that's what I wanted to do once I saw it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely, though, like, a, you know, you don't know. You don't know anything when you're younger and you're just watching films and it's sort of freeing to be able to watch and not understand what goes on behind the scenes. It's all know? just so yeah, magical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, I, that's why I fell in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things is like you never can know everything. Yeah. So, ever. Ever. Yeah. I don't think I will for... I'm dead. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll always be learning. Yeah. 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 Um, well, cool. Well, well uh, so right now you're working primarily as a first. Yeah. Um, and so, and it seems like you sort of work across the board on films, TV, commercials. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about some of the, kind of the day-to-day of like different projects you work on. Um, you know, it just varies. I, I, uh, you know, I'm, I kind of take work. Um, based on the story or the person that I'd be working with. Um, you know, if it's a narrative project, I'll kind of ask for the script beforehand and then, like, read through it and see if I like it and if I do. And there's cool camera moves and, like, things that they want to do. Like, the, I've talked to the DP about, like, I'll definitely take the job. The money kind of goes out the window for me. Um, I, I kind of just really enjoy learning more via the project. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I did a short film recently, um, and then next week I'm doing a Louis Vuitton job, um, just a fashion job, so it's really sort of all across the board. Yeah. uh, You know, I don't really have a preference, to be honest, right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it seems like you get to a point in your career, and I've... I experienced that also, where it really, like, you kind of forget money. Yeah, yeah. And it's just all about inspiration. Exactly, And it's like, yeah, yeah, I guess there's only so many jobs you can do where you aren't inspired that will, like, eat you alive. Right, right. You're like, I can't, it's like, you know, it's like when you get to a certain age, you can't eat certain foods, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I have to only do stuff that, like, will, yeah, or else. Invigorate me, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, 
this is going to sound really selfish, but recently it's been a lot about like the gear that I'm able to use. And like, if yeah. there's like a big toy on the job, you know, like a, a big techno crane and a new head I haven't used, like I'll be like, yeah, let's do that. You know, like just so I can learn more about that process and yeah. be able to like get myself prepared for the future, you know, as far as firsting goes and things like that. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very sort of fly by the seat of my pants when it comes to taking a job. I don't really discriminate like anybody can call and anybody can offer me something and i'll be like yeah that sounds rad so yeah that's where i'm at right now cool and so is it um are there a certain like uh dps that you regularly work with yeah yeah there's a couple um evan prasovsky i've been working for a lot lately he's he's um does a lot of fashion trying to really break into narrative um and then uh zach spiger he's based out of paris um and then Zach Lowry, I've been working for a little bit from New York. Um, those are kind of the main guys right now. I can't really think of it. Santiago Gonzalez, I did a job for him recently. He's based out of New York. Not a lot of L.A. guys. <laughs> <laughs> Evan's based in L.A., but um, yeah, they've, they just kind of come. So a lot of your projects, are they in New York? They're not. They're based out of here. It's a lot oh, they of guys just that'll, come out. that'll come out and be in L.A. for a time and need somebody. And they, They're like commuter DPs, you know. Like oh, gotcha. They're based in New York, but they have a lot of work in L.A. as well. And, and then Zach, he's based in Paris. He works in Tokyo a lot, and then he'll come to L.A. So it's just sort of whoever, you know, it's just kind of they find their way. Right. LA. Yeah. <clears throat> they just sort of land into the project. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and I've been fortunate enough to that they've reached out and wanted to work with me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, like the and for those that don't know, uh, the first assistant camera is a, a really crucial position. Um, <laughs> you literally, you literally don't have a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the first AC does a poor job, I mean, right, it's right. a nightmare. Uh, no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why technology is uh, a friend, but, sure. um, but yeah, I mean, it's a really challenging job to, you know, the really, you know, identifying how to, you know, the depth of field or, uh, keeping things within focus or changing from different, um, uh, focus points. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah, want to talk sure. about some of like the approach or some of the technical aspects of the position, yeah, you know, um, I'm always learning about it constantly, and uh, you know, I'll get to work with older guys sometimes, and you'll get insight that way. And um, just to kind of segue a little bit, I heard a really great analogy the other day from uh, an actress that we were working with, and she she was a painter, um, but she also did some acting on the side, and she was talking about how her career how she's sort of like you know like like with anything like a professional athlete or something would focus on their job like that you need to focus on your job in that way as like an assistant and I've kind of held on to that and done that in my career sort of unknowingly but she put it in a really you know made a really good metaphor and put it into context and um yeah I think that you're just constantly learning about things and like technology and technology is changing. I feel like by the week, like you're a new camera's coming out or a new piece of gear is coming out. And yeah, the, just the, the learning curve is high right now. And it, I don't think it used to be as high, but it definitely took a technician for sure, you know, and things are just. That's got to be one of the most yeah. challenging aspects of the job because, <laughs> you know, for decades before that, it's like, here's the camera, no matter what show you're on, it's probably going to be either that camera or this camera right? Exactly. or these lenses or that lenses. Yeah. Now it's like, we're working with this camera that's never been used before. Right. You're going to love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going yeah. to love it. Yeah, Sony <laughs> says you'll love it. Yeah, Aerie <laughs> says you'll love it. But then you get on set and there's things that happen. We were working with uh, Venice the other day um, on a on a little pilot that we were doing in Atlanta. And uh, and you plug in a block battery and you have a gold mount on the back and it doesn't want to read the, the block battery for some reason and there's like power issues. And it's just like things like that that you deal with on a regular basis on set that like, you know, these new cameras and this new technology, there's always some sort of bug or something to fix. And yeah, it's, you know, they're, and obviously they're, more important than right. uh, being in focus <laughs> is making sure video village has, you know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. you have to please the client. So yeah. everything shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, 
It's sort of your job falls by the wayside and then being able to view like, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Why did the movie stop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just there's constant, constant learning. And I think if you say you know everything that you're fooling yourself, you know, like. Cause, you're creating limitations for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because there's just always something to know and always something to learn. And, and, uh, and you know, it just gets. You just, you're just your eyes get open the deeper you get into the industry. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely always um, some piece of technology that. And, and and you know, like on each show that uh, is in pre-production that you're on, uh, what sort of like say do you have in terms of like the camera you go with or lenses or, you know, are you involved in that conversation usually between like the director and DP and. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it really depends on the uh, the DP that you're working for. There's guys that are very, very involved in that process and that side of it. They know exactly what they want. They they want the Venice. They want the signature primes with the Venice. You know, they're very specific. And then you have guys that are, you know, newer to the bigger game, the full frame game, you know, and they kind of ask your advice and they're like, what do you think about this? And like, do you think this would work? And and, you know, you're in a position to where you have to educate yourself to be able to give them the right answer, you know what I mean? And and I think it just runs the gamut. I think that, they're, that the technology's changing so quickly that guys that, you know, are titans, you know, of our industry are still, like, trying to figure out, like, okay, Alexa 65, you know. Venice, What's possible. Like yeah, exactly, yeah. you know, and... and um, <clears throat> Yeah, because yeah, I mean, even I, a, even a follow focus conversation is right. a, a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like if you're gonna go with a WCU four, a Preston, like those kind of things, and like how that's gonna affect the image down the line, and yeah, and uh, things like that. So I think it's just it just definitely is the person rather than the job, you know, and like what they have educated themselves on and what you've educated yourself on, and that collaboration I think is like really important. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I don't have a, a direct answer for you. <laughs> well, it seems like that kind of is the answer. Yeah. It's just like there are only options. You right, know? right. Yeah. And whatever option you select will be the option of choice. Exactly, yeah. And uh, and there's so many options. So, yeah. So, like, you can, we could shoot Super 8, we could shoot 16, 35. Which, Vista, by the way, we've yeah. noticed that, you know, stalking your Instagram, <laughs> that, that, you've, uh, that you still work pretty regularly in film. Yeah, yeah, I um I tried to sort of I think I sort of niched myself a little bit. I uh when I was living in Seattle, I really wanted to get my hands on celluloid just as an AC just to learn more about it. And uh I did by happenstance, I did this little, you know, this 16 job and I fell in love with it and I moved to LA a couple years after that and the first thing that I got offered was this 16 mil feature and it sort of just snowballed from there and turned into me just loving that medium and like wanting to know more about it and and uh and yeah it's sort of I've been lucky enough to have been hit up by people that still do 35 and 16 and and uh been asked to work for them so yeah I do a little bit of film yeah yeah I mean I think that's uh been a challenge um for a lot of filmmakers to have like a workflow for film because yeah. it's changed so much yeah for sure yeah. and you know we deal with this every day like not every day but when we have a film job it's like somebody wanted to digitize a film camera you know and like put wireless on it and put all this stuff and it's the it's it's sort of difficult but you make it work and and uh figure it out at the end of the day and what do you mean by digitizing the film camera well like you go into panavision and they still have the you know like standard def taps and you have to convert that signal to like send it out to a teradec or you're going to hire a, VTR, a teradec, yeah. you know what i mean so like that kind of thing and being able to view and see what you're getting and like getting playback then is like an issue as well like you need to hire somebody to do that and so just that whole process that like the digital process makes very simple the going back to 35 and doing that it's got to affect the entire workflow of the production for sure yeah things get slower a little bit, but that's good for us as ACs. Less set up, yeah. You know, like, we have time to get marks, and we do it the right way, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we have a rehearsal, and we can go and get marks, and, like, that kind of thing. And with digital, 
sometimes, not all the time, you know, it's sort of fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah, you're trying to keep up. Yeah, it's like, okay, like, we don't have time to get marks now. Like, let's go, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. There's... We're already rolling, bro. Exactly, yeah. And you're like, well, there's a guy lighting something on the shot still. Like, what do you... <laughs> yeah, what's good? <laughs> so, yeah, just stuff like that um, that you wouldn't think would really affect, you know, a film job. It does. It definitely does. It, You know, and... And uh, that's why it's kind of fun to do those, like, smaller indie jobs that are filmed because, like, all of that is sort of out the window and you don't have to worry about it. And it's just kind of like you and the DP and the director. And, like, you go out and find something and nobody's trying to see oh, right. So you're, you're like, trying to yeah. say, like, a very, just kind of a small group of people. Right, to go out. for sure. A small like, crew. Those are fun, too. Yeah. You know? yeah. I got you. But when you're trying to make something with, like, a, a, cli- big, a, a big audience big of clients behind job. you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It can become sort of the process gets a little bogged down with the, all the moving parts. Right. And, uh, but it's still a blast. Yeah. Know? It's just, you wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. My <laughs> biggest fear was always like transitioning the film, you know? Yeah. yeah. Of, uh, of trying to do that on a set. And like, I mean, are there a lot of people that are still experienced? And uh, you know, what do you put in the hand, the bag? And you know, For crap, sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. The, a lot of the bigger guys, you, you know, you talk about, like, Simon England and, like, Serge Nofield is, like, pulling for, like, Dan Mendel and those guys, like, they're veterans, you know? But yeah. you can't get them out on your set because they're, they're doing massive jobs, you know? So, they need to be really inspired. Right, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, there is a lot of, there is sort of, like, a renaissance, I think, happening. A lot of these younger kids are, like, wow, cool film, you know, like. It's something we have. Well, you kind of reach a wall with digital, yeah. where it's like it's awesome, it's awesome, it's awesome, it's so awesome, it's so awesome. But yeah. like, you lose sort of the cinematic yeah. soul to it at a certain degree. I know, and I think our generation is sort of like hungry to like just learn and stuff like that. And so, like, yeah, there is a lot of like. Um, I you know I think <clears throat> that film would have a really big resurgence. If and maybe it has to be marketed, but like if there was a better workflow, for sure, because it sure. competes against digital and yeah. you know, in time and money, and digital wins every time. Yeah, but quality, it's tough to argue yeah, that yeah. you know, if you could have that quality with a uh, an expedited workflow, yeah, yeah, then for that sure. would be you know, and you could do that on any, like a you know smaller budget levels or you for know. sure i feel like those are those are those indie projects i was talking about it's just like that kind of you get that freedom to like you know just run around and like not like digital but you know in the same vein you're like you know you're able to be small and like shoot 16 on an aton or something and just like go get what you need to get and like you know so i think there is that sort of thing that's going on it's just like not as marketed on social media you know what yeah I mean? yeah he wants to see the big cameras and the like that everything like pictures of that stuff and like but there is there is a lot of a lot of people in la in new york that are just going out with their personal 16 cameras and shooting and like even 35 cameras you know like but on so so films that are like you know anywhere between like five hundred thousand to 10 million right uh it seems like it's a tough argument to to get it uh to to shoot and film mm-hmm. um and I'd be curious to know what it would be like to try and do a film of that caliber on film. Right. You know, right. it seems like uh, there's, it's just like, you know, pluses and minuses. Right, right. Digital has way more <laughs> pluses in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. I There's there's a couple ways to work around it. I have a couple um, friends who I work for who have, like, taken the time to break down that process and, like, you know, what a drive costs at the end of the day for offloading, you know? And like, mm-hmm. if you want to shoot LF, like how much data that is and like how much your drive's going to cost after that. And oh like, yeah. You know? And so if you break it down, like if you were to go and shoot like two perf 35 millimeter and like compare it to like a LF job, like I'd say that it's, it meets right in the middle. It's very comparable as far as like, you know, like your scanning fees and like that kind of thing. Like, it it's that's definitely a good, that's a good possible. Po- that's yeah. a really good point. I was just thinking about that. Uh, you know the the data that is being like sucked out now. Right. The raw data is so massive. It's I mean, huge. people shoot maybe two terabytes a day. Yeah, like, which is a lot of media manage. It's incredible. We, I was just on a uh, a pretty long commercial for Philip Morris, and and uh, we just shot you know like Alexa Minis two Alexa Minis, and they just spent you know, close to like 15 grand on drives, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. if you take that and put it, you know, into 
a film project and see what you can get like for a scan like in New York at like you know places or just even here at Photochem in LA like I'd say you've you've probably you know it would in the be. middle a little bit yeah. yeah yeah so it's interesting to look at the numbers because that's really the the big difference I yeah. think it's just offloading for sure the film yeah. and offloading the digital footage yeah. yeah and I think that a lot of that just because it's sort of like an older an older medium, you know, quote unquote, that people haven't really looked into it and like figured out like, okay, well maybe I could do this. Maybe I could shoot on 16. And so let me ask you something. How does the, uh, like film stack up against like 4k or 8k? I mean, you know, you know, to be honest, I, 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 we have this argument all the time on set, not an argument, but just discussion, you know, (laughs) you know, what, what, how does it look and how does it compare? And like, just because the TVs are getting so big and, yeah. you know, you're used to looking at stuff. Yeah, and I think that it truly is just the artist, you know, like that you have a a tool and you have a guy who's talented and he's going to pull something out of whatever medium he's given and make it look amazing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, like, it doesn't matter if he's shooting on an iPhone or if he's shooting IMAX. You know, like, it's he's he's the one who's going to do it and, and make it look good and... Yeah, because it's in the day. It's how you feel when you're looking right, at it, right? Yeah. You know, and it's and it's subjective, and it's and it's so it's so you know. I I used to be of the school of thought that no, no, like films, <laughs> the way to go. Like it's you know, it's got uh, a bunch of dynamic purist, range, yeah, you know, like and yeah, all this stuff and uh, and all these people I work for, like I am astonished every day, like what they pull out of these cameras, you know, like just like it's incredible. Just digitally, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's uh, it's the, you know, it's the craft. Right, right. Yeah, it's yeah. not the tools. Right, yeah. and, uh, and it's it's really cool to be able to see firsthand, you know, what they get. And then people talk about, like, no, like, film is the way to go, you know, and stuff. But then you see these talented people, and they're just, they're making it all work all yeah. the time, no matter yeah. what they're shooting on. That's what I've noticed about, like, you know, anyone that I've worked with that has, like, blown up or become a big DP or video, yeah. it's like, they really don't give a shit. They're like, just give me, you know, right. what I need or, you know, the bare minimum to exactly. pull this off, and they'll make it work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're just, it's, it really is, you know, talent will out at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 Which is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's yeah. a really interesting conversation in terms of scanning and and data, you know, you know, management. Yeah, yeah. How that's kind yeah. of become soup to nuts. You know, it's yeah. kind of come like comparable. In yeah, prices. for sure. Yeah, it's it's crazy, you know, and and you start learning more about that process, and like even as like a student here in LA, I found out the other day, like if you're going to UCLA or USC, like Photochem has student rates for scans, so that you can go and like shoot on that medium and like figure it out and play with it and that kind of thing so it's really just um yeah it's it it does come down to money unfortunately at the end of the day you know i wish that wasn't the case but like but that's kind of the fun of it too yeah is like the puzzle making the budget work you yeah. Know? yeah for what you want to do yeah so yeah it's 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 an interesting conversation to have and and i think it's being had more and more now by well, like especially people. like the frequency of content. It's like if you're going to make a thousand digital f- films and TV shows, right? How many of those could be film? And right, you know, yeah, the budget. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you never know until you ask and you try. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So I think I've always been sort of afraid to right? go back to film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it is a little nerve wracking. Um, I because you kind of you know yeah. you establish workflows and then it's like. Yeah, for sure. And then it all gets thrown out the window because you have to revert back to, you know, a workflow, a 35 millimeter workflow or a 16 workflow or, you know, like IMAX workflow. Like, yeah, yeah, you just, you it changes. And I think that as an AC, you just have to be willing to, to be melded and, and, you know, conform to the project for sure. Because if you don't, like, it's going to be. It's gonna be a long time, yeah, <laughs> for sure. So, um, did you did you you went to film school? Or was it college? I did. You know, it was a pseudo film school. It was, yeah, they, their film program was like three years old when I started there, and uh-huh. it was just all the like like theory and yeah. stuff like that. And, yeah, and uh, so it wasn't like practically film school. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there was like a production course, you know. But uh-huh. the professors were great, and they were really passionate about you know theory and stuff like that. So I learned a lot about 
cinema itself, but you know, I never really had a lot of hands-on experience. So it was a lot of it was just being on set, exactly, and learning, yeah, yeah. On, yeah. Like just going out and doing like 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 the the PA jobs on Portlandia or something like that. You know that like got you on set, and, like, which is really see, great because it's not like you're in a small indie thing, right? You can see right. like really a big picture idea of yeah. Like, how... I was super fortunate to be you know just as just a just a set PA, you know, just in being able to look at what they were doing and like that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I was super lucky to be able to have that opportunity, but the college itself didn't really provide much production experience. It was more, you know, just talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Writing a a thesis on Citizen Kane. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did that. I think three times. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how it was for me too. I went to uh, Indiana and I was in the telecom uh, department and it was really just cinema studies at the time. And now they have like a full blown, like, you know, cinema school. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Portland state. And they're like, there's an abroad program at LA and they encourage filming. But at the time for me, it was the same thing. It was just like watching, you know, double indemnity or these old films and like really trying to like understand the theory behind. Exactly. uh, Yeah. Yeah. But when I got to LA, you know, I just, uh, tossed into the fire, tossed into the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. And I think one of the things we talk about is like you know with crew, which is why I bring it up, is like the like a lot of film school students are they create like this network of crew that they have. They kind of like have that network all through their career, or you know, or it's a big foundational element. Mm -hmm. You know, what was it like for you to kind of just jump on and kind of you know make a name for yourself in in the crew world? You know, I to be honest, I since Portland State was sort of this theory-driven education program, like, there wasn't a lot of camaraderie as far as, like, set and production life went, you know? Yeah. It was more just like, oh, what do you think about this movie and that kind of thing? And yeah. there's a couple of people that I still keep in touch with, like, from college and things like that, but it wasn't until I really, like, I moved to Seattle after I had been in Portland and I started working there a little bit as a first AC and just kind of getting my feet wet and then eventually came to L.A. and it probably wasn't until... I moved to LA that I really like found a group of people that, you know, like I could talk to and bounce ideas off of and that kind of thing. And like, um, yeah, it was just very, I don't know. I found it sort of later in my career, I think. Yeah. That makes sense. uh, And, um, you know, and I, and I didn't, it can't all be on me. I definitely had so many helping hands, Adrian DeRazzo, my second AC and, and uh, Ryan Apetisano, he's a gaffer I moved with from Seattle down here. Like, you know, those people have all, we've all helped each other and like, yeah. built each other up and like thrown each other work and like come up in a way together. And it's just been like really cool to like, you know, see all those people flourish too, you know, yeah. like along with yourself and like just kind like, of watching all grow everyone's, together. everyone's journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just been like, that's been the coolest part of it. That all. is the coolest part. Yeah. yeah. I, so, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. I think that, um, to say that I did it myself, I, I'd be kidding myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of came out to LA and, you know, had a few people that you knew, but you ultimately like kind of cultivated your own sort of like for sure network of people that you collaborate with. I did. I did do one thing that I thought was a little, ballsy at the time and I probably shouldn't have done looking back I I would go on to uh, you know these sites that uh, these DPs were rep by like Martha Scoris and like Pardos and like these places and and find their emails and stuff and I would just shoot them an email and like cold call them yeah and be like hey like if you're ever in LA like and you need a first AC like I'll come out and work for free on the first one you know like just to get my, yeah just to like be able to like sort of build a little bit of yeah. a base of people that I worked for and it didn't work out great you know there was a couple people that responded but uh I I did that and I feel like that may have been a little too forward but it wasn't yeah, probably the timing probably wasn't right either yeah yeah and they were like who the hell is this guy right exactly yeah. you know and that kind of stuff like you look back and you're like god maybe I kind of like <laughs> it's weird because it's like it's the right mo- it's the right move because I right. think a, a lot of this business is networking and who you know yeah and, you know so it's like it's the right thought process of like 
Um, I got to get my name the out right, there. Maybe it wasn't the right trajectory, you know? Like, You're right. It was, I, you know, I was yeah. young and I was just like, okay, maybe this will work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I still do like that, that today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm still cold emailing people. And yeah, trying, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, you know, I will too, but, you know, I have the person's contact now just through, like, mutual friends and yeah. stuff, you know, and I'll be like, wow, I really love your work. Like, I'd, I'd love to come. If you're in L.A., like, let's grab a beer or something, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Occurs more now in the right way, than, right? Than it did. It's not so forced, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because you yeah. never really can give up on the whole like networking, and that's part right. of like it's, it's almost the same thing as like you just keep learning the technical aspects, but you also need to keep yeah, you know yeah, growing keep... your base of collaborators. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, do, I don't think that'll ever really go away. No. You know? so, yeah. But I, you know, I love meeting new people and working with new people. So that's a. That's not a, a burden, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's always like, uh, you know, a big thing is uh, I feel like people really only hire kind of like word of mouth. Like it's – you yeah. really – it's a gamble when it's like, uh, you know, uh, you hire somebody that you've never worked with. Yeah. You know, you don't really yeah. know what you're expecting. But if like someone can vouch for them. Right, yeah. And you know, and you know the – a lot of DPs do know each other, you know, and they all talk and like they all exchange ideas and they exchange crew too. And so like, yeah, that kind of thing happens constantly, I think. Yeah. Unbeknownst to camera assistants, you know, <laughs> like you kind of have in the back of your head, you're like, oh, maybe that person will talk about like, uh, you know, but like you never know until you get a call or like you talk to somebody and be like, oh, who'd you, who, how'd you get my name? Or like, how'd you yeah. know? So it's, it's a weird process yeah. you know, that I don't think really occurs outside of like freelance filmmaking or like you know the creative industry it's like it's definitely yeah because i think a lot of times you kind of just take them at face value it's like right hey call this guy he's good yeah. you know hey yeah, yeah. are you hot, are you available <laughs> for this you know movie that have everything riting on right, Come right. On. you're like oh perfect yeah like, i don't know what's the rate like, yeah, yeah please <laughs> yeah it's it's but a, there's a lot of trust involved in, you know, hundred referrals. Yeah, 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 100%. The trust is, is huge. And, yeah. You, know, you you do, like, it. sometimes it does keep you awake at night, you know, thinking about, like, oh, man, am I going to blow it for this guy that, you know, a guy that I trust, you know, gave his name, my, gave my name to him, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. And things, and you're just like, oh, like, you know, <laughs> what you just, I think at that point, like, at least for me, in my experience, I just, like, completely throw myself into my work you know like just okay give them no reason right to, yeah. Just, yeah exactly over communicate over plan you know like you know like yeah that kind of stuff so and yeah it's just interesting it's interesting the way this industry works. do you ever do you ever work <laughs> with uh other departments outside of camera i haven't in a really long time not since college i you know i fell in love with first thing and i've really stuck to just that well i guess um, as a first as a first oh yeah yeah of course yeah i mean like yeah you'll talk to the king because you're making rigs you're you're trying to figure out if you know if the gaffer wants to put a light on your map box for like an eye light you know <laughs> constantly constantly working with uh with other departments and uh, that's what's so beautiful about filmmaking is the collab yeah just, you know do you want to tell me a little bit about that yeah absolutely yeah just like um yeah, just like you get on set and the first thing you have to ask for is power, right? To get your batteries going. So like you've built a relationship there with the gaffer. Um, and then the next thing you know, they want to do a car rig and you're talking to the key grip and it's it's awesome. It's yeah. like it's so cool, you know, and you and those relationships you meet older, younger, you know, new, old, like and and everybody's got their way of doing it and it's just and you get to learn through that too you know it's like i get to see that guy put a car rig on this way or like that kind of thing and so you know what do i need to do to contribute to his process and make it easier for him you know so those kind of things go on constantly yeah constantly on set and um that that is filmmaking i think it's just that that's what we talk yeah. about a lot especially in the podcast just like how collaboration is the ultimate force yes behind filmmaking yes for and sure and how key that is yeah you know yeah it is it's it's absolutely important it is what makes it the the clock tick yeah yeah, yeah. and uh if you don't have that and and you start having a bad attitude or you're having a bad day and you bring that to set it just it throws a wrench in everything, and it's just like that's. I think that's another part of the collab is you have to bring 
some positivity to it always. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And always be open. We had an interesting conversation with uh, um, another person here on the podcast, and we were talking about, like, just, you know, um, the dynamic on set in terms of, like, uh, having a positive attitude. And there are some people that, like, you know, really love hugs and high fives for the day. And then there's another group of people that just, like, they want the facts. Right. They want the information. They don't need the hug. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's hard to read that. It's not that they don't like you. Yeah, yeah. Or they dislike you. They just have a different way of doing it. They just have a different way of doing things. And you have to sort of, like, be amenable to that. Definitely, yeah. And I think that that... And coming into that and seeing that type of because we all work differently, right? Yeah, we all have a different way of communicating and doing something. And I think that when you come at it with a positive light and like an openness, that if that person's maybe not the best at communicating, but is the best at like, you yeah, know, articulate, putting, yeah, yeah, doing something else, that like that's going to be an easier transition for both of you. Just to be able to like be like, of course, like let's do this or like let's do it that way, and just like, yeah, I think it all stems from positivity. Those those barriers can be broken down. That and that's a and, that, and that's a really big thing is breaking down those barriers. Yeah, and it auto, you know it ultimately serves the film. Right, for sure. Yeah, and, and you're there to fulfill the director's vision. Right at the end of the day, not yours. Right. So that's a huge thing to keep in mind too. Is like I'm, you know, as much as I want it to go this way and I want to nail this pull right now, you know, like uh-huh. sometimes it doesn't happen that way and it's got to be, it's got to, you have to be okay with that. I and I think those are some of the core components you learn by doing it for a while. For sure. Yeah. And it just comes with time. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's like pulling focus is only one aspect. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then the, the gaffer is trying to light the scene and the key grips trying to make sure the flags aren't falling in the wind. And it's just like all this stuff's coming together. You know, right. Constantly, so. <laughs> and you're constantly resetting it. Right. And you're a yeah. small cog at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think. And then the producer's like, you're not featuring the actors enough. Right. Let's, let's relight this yeah. whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's in her contract. Right. And you have 15 minutes to do it because the sun's setting, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff like that is always going on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I do. I think collaboration is the number one part of of filmmaking. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and to those that don't know, like the first AC is like sort of the central component of that. I mean. We try to keep the machine looped for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think that uh, you're you're sort of. Just going into every job, you're in a precarious position because, you know, you are focusing the camera and making sure that everything looks okay, but you're also running the camera department and making sure, you know, diplomatically that everybody's happy and and your DP's happy and, you know, the director's happy with what's going on. And so it sort of is a, a, a volatile position, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I think that, again, just having that positive attitude always going yeah. into it is just like key to keeping the spirits high you know even if something even if someone doesn't hit a pole or if a camera moves and right you know like you're like okay let's go again you know like just always keeping it on the up and up yeah, yeah. and that's and that's comes with experience I'm yeah, sure. yeah just knowing like how to keep it at that level For is sure. like communicating all the issues before it happens ahead right of time yeah just over communication yeah, yeah. over communication <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah absolutely yeah, I mean, you know, I think uh, <clears throat> one of the challenges um, to uh, doing things, you know, collaboratively is uh, is time. We talked about that in pre-production and how much how much time are you – like usually like you, know, you get a couple of days of prep for like camera prep. Right. But do you have an approach to, uh, you know, going into production uniquely each time or is it sort of a – um, a regular process outside of reading the script and being inspired. Yeah, yeah. Every every single one of them is different for sure. I can't emphasize that enough. But saying that, um, I do have a a set of questions that I've come up with to send ah. producers and directors on my own that I'll ask, and then I'll have a set of questions for the DP, and then I'll have you know, a set of questions for VTR and I'll have a set of questions for the DIT and all those emails get sent out separately. And that usually happens every job. 
But depending on the job, those questions can change, right? If I'm doing a narrative project or if I'm doing a commercial or, you know, you don't, you know, necessarily need things for a long run of show if you're doing a commercial that's mm -hmm. one day, right? So, yeah, I, I definitely, every job is different, but I do have a, a way, I do go about things and, like, communicate to people um, prior to the job. And, and it'll, you know, even though they give you a prep, a one- or two-day prep, like, you have to be totally willing to put yourself into the job prior to that happening, right? Because if you don't, like, things aren't going to get done properly, at least in my experience, that I need, you know, to start sending those emails out a week before I go into prep. Because once I get to prep, I have to have those questions answered, right? Like, and then going into the job even more so. So, yeah, definitely, you know, I try to stagger my work as best I can so that I can give myself completely over to that prior to it happening. But sometimes it is, you know, like jobs will come and you'll like right. one and then go right in the next. And yeah. Sometimes it is difficult to yeah. maintain that. But I try as best I can. Uh -huh. So do you ever have like a, a second or a DIT that sort of like uh, works under you that helps like fulfill those? Like... Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The collaborative process again. Yeah, Adrian Durazo has been my second AC for two years now and we've built a wonderful rapport. And, uh, and then, you know, the DIT is usually sort of on the DP because they have a guy that they really enjoy working mm -hmm. with usually that they've kind of, they've built a rapport with. But, yeah. But yeah, second ACs are... You can't do it without them, literally. Like, right. The job can't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's a huge part of it, you know. And they, when you're focusing on one thing, you know, they'll be... They're handling everything in the background. Hand, they're handling absolutely everything else, you know what I mean? Like, the political side of it with the producer and, you know, you're just sitting there in front of a monitor pulling focus and everything that's going on in the background. Yeah, because once, once you're on yeah. set, it's like game time. Yeah. Everything's done. I yeah. mean, it all happens in pre-production. So sure. if you're like, you know, if you've looking for... If you step, you're... Yeah. Yeah, it can... It just grows and grows exponentially. Yeah. It's no good. So. Yeah. Yeah, Adrian has been like a godsend. And how does it work... <laughs> how does it work with... Uh, and um, I'm just trying to uh, get an understanding, but like with jib arms... Mm -hmm. Like so, do you also operate that, or are uh, with uh, our cranes when they come in? How do how do you develop a workflow for that kind of thing? Just for sure, that's yeah, that's another. Our audience question. always asks that question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't know for the longest time when I was younger. I tried to figure it out too. I was like, man, am I supposed to do the remote head? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not at all. Uh, you know, at at this level that um, you know I've been fortunate enough to get to that. Uh, the production usually completely, you know, um, hires a team of people, you know, like Cinemoves or those kind of guys will come out and there will be a crane operator and then a head tech will come with that. It's mm -hmm. just all in this package that you get there and basically all you're responsible for is getting the camera onto the crane. And once it's on, they're calibrating the head, they're making sure that it's balanced, that you know, that kind of stuff is... So you're part of the head conversation. Right, absolutely, yeah. for sure. Prior to prior to the job happening, yeah. we're emailing, I'm asking what kind of head you have, like right. what sort of power I need. Like, you know, do you have a fizz attached to the head? Do I need to bring a fizz? Like, that kind of a thing. Like, fizz. And, uh, yeah, th that, like, that kind of stuff happens all the time, for sure. But I'm definitely not in charge of the head or the crane <laughs> on set, thank God. They, I'd, I'd ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it it is a uh, that's a whole nother side. That's a whole to element to yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah, and then you got drones and the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You're, obviously, you're not a pilot. No, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. That'd be a bad thing too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, all those components that you see, you know, you have say you're doing a car commercial with a Russian arm, and then right after the Russian arm happens, you go to a crane. You know, like all those entities have to be communicated to separately and prepared for separately, you know, because all of those people need specific things for what they're doing. And all of that gets put into the camera prep. The camera prep is like the culmination, sort yeah. of the, the gear, the gear culmination, right? Like, and all that has to be taken care of prior to 
getting on set. And especially in terms of while we're speaking of collaborating, it's like mm-hmm. how much time it's going to take For to sure. move the camera and looking at a, a prelim call sheet right. and figuring out if this is going to work or not. Yeah. You know, in terms of how long it's going to take to. Right, absolutely. Do things. Yeah, those things get taken into account all the time. You know, luckily we have producers that deal with the schedule, you know, but like, yeah, you know, to bring a crane into a studio like is. And do a pre-light is a whole day. You it's know? a whole day. And, and and you have to be there for that day because they need to see something, right? So, yeah, that kind of stuff happens all the time. And, uh, and yeah, you don't think about it, seeing it on the screen, you know, like how much time got put into maybe even a single shot, you know? Like, it could have been a whole day. Oh, yeah. That one, or weeks, you know, like on the on the big jobs, you know? So, yeah, that kind of stuff is always going on behind the scenes. Yeah. It's amazing. So you've had days where you've just, it's been one shot that you've just oh, prepped yeah. all day. All day. Yeah. Well, I did a, actually funny, you brought that up. I did a, a film when I first moved here, probably three years ago. And, uh, it was just oneers for 12 days straight. And we would show up and do rehearsal for about eight hours and then we'd shoot for two and that would be our day. Oh, and wow. So it's like a one take. A one take that's probably like 12 minutes long. And then you go on to the next day after you got that one take. And that kind of... So, yeah, there's stuff like that. And you're like the performer in that. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like your show. <laughs> you try, you try you know, not to mess You and then you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You're just, you're, just, you're just like in your head. You're just like, fuck, 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 fuck. You know? like, I'm going to have one more Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulling you. So... Yeah, that kind of stuff happens, and that's that's just on an indie level, too, yeah. right? I mean, think about Star Wars, you know, you think about, it, you know, things can take weeks to get done. That's why yeah. you shoot for six or eight months, you know, to a year, like, so, yeah, it's, that's a, a conversation that's had pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, what's a, uh, an ideal camera package for, you know, for you. Um, obviously, that's kind of a generic oh, question, wow. but I'm trying to keep the conversation going. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't really Try to get some product an, advertisers on the show. Ideal, <laughs> I don't really have an ideal. Uh, I have tools I like to work with, for sure. I like compressed, and um, there's this new um, Cinetape-style measuring system that just came out called the Focus Bug. That is a really great tool that Laird Pierce um, created. I think he's based out of Vancouver, and it's really been a game changer. Is that an me. app? It's not. It's a. Uh, it's it's a. It's an actual it's a tool. device. It's yeah. It's with horns on it. It's a, just like a Cinetape, but it just it works a little better for my purposes. Um, he's he's got like just everything. He's thought of everything as far as like marks go, and like calling out marks to yourself on like a headset and things like that. So those kind of tools I really enjoy having on set, but. An ideal build, I, I, you know, I've, I've been sort of drawn to like larger format recently, just in my personal, um, just personally educating myself, like just wanting to know more about the IMAX, like MSM cameras and like that kind of thing that like, you know, Hoyta would shoot on for like Dunkirk and that kind of thing. So I, I've been sort of slowly educating myself online and like mm-hmm. through older ACs, like about that kind of thing, but I really don't have a... A, a preference. A dream build, uh, really. I like I like the Eric MLT for shooting thirty five and the mini's great for digital. Like <laughs> you know? But uh no, I don't really have a preference. Gotcha. Really. Yeah, yeah. But I think a lot of it was uh what's interesting is the technology. Oh, uh, making yeah. the job uh the job easier. Easier, yeah. yeah. It's really a godsend, you know. It's you look at you look back at your predecessors and like what they had to go through, you know, like with the Pana tape and like that oh, kind yeah. of thing and like measuring that way, like, you know, they killed it. And yep. and you're like so fortunate these days to have the tools you have to be able to do your job. I'll just digitally figure it out. Right. Yeah. yeah. Instead and of like pen and paper. Even with... be able to look at a monitor. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> stuff like <laughs> that is incredible. So, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I feel super fortunate to be in the industry right now. And mm-hmm. be able to use the tools we use for sure. It's it's a blessing. Yeah, because yeah, everything previously is uh, yeah, sans is pos- monitor and yeah, we were just like yeah, pull the pull the measuring tape out, you know. <laughs> so that you know, that's where it all started. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it's I think it's uh, really important to remember that you know 
today is like taking some of those old processes that they had and like incorporating that into your like daily workflow for sure. I think that's a pretty how, vital. How so? I think that, you know, a lot of times you can get, at least for me, this is just my personal experience. I can't speak for any other AC, but I am a really sort of hands-on first. You know, I really like to be right next to the camera. I like to be able to, the DP have me within earshot, you know what I mean? And, and when I'm sitting in front of a monitor sometimes, you know, on a digital job, it just it kind of bums me out because I can't be close. And oh, because you're just sitting on a chair. Right, I'm yeah. just sitting on a chair. With your own monitor. Right, yeah. You know? And, like, that I've, I've started to try and sort of move away from, like, try and get more compact with my with my, my builds and stuff like that and, like, how I'm pulling focus and just be closer and, like, incorporating, like, you know, like a measuring tape and yeah. that kind of thing into my work and, like – and not having to look at a monitor, you know, like, oh, just, wow. to, just to be able to like, just better myself, imp- imp- you know, improve yeah, yeah. the craft. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, and if you're ever in a position where like the monitor goes down, you're like, let's keep going. Right. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you don't have to worry about stuff like that. Yeah. And I, uh, I, that I think is, it works for me because I, you know, it goes down all the time. I was on a job the other day, and there was like we were right in the middle of a important shot, and the monitors boom. You know, like you're not paying attention. You're so involved in the shot itself, yeah. And, like everything, and it's just like, oh, I forgot about that. You know, like and and being able to just okay, let's go. Like we don't need to wait. You know, yeah. It that is important to me as an AC. To yeah. Not have the DP be waiting. For not me. be so reliant. Right. Yeah. You know, like and have the production move forward and not be. Worrying about the AC, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so many bigger things to worry about. Yeah, because I feel like yeah. I, I feel like if you're, if you're just dependent on, yeah. you know, the the follow the electronic follow focus, whatever the the Preston, or yeah, you know, yeah. one of these, and you you know if that breaks, right, right, and that's all you know, right, right, then yeah. What are we gonna do? Yeah, yeah, you gotta, <laughs> yeah. I it's it's a tough a tough thing, you know, it's like. Because there are could... some jobs that require that, you know, like, and there are some jobs that you're like, I can't even, I can't even be within a mile of the camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, they're in like a helicopter or something, right. you know? So like it does, there are definitely requirements, but I think having that knowledge in your back pocket to be able to just do it with your... That's yeah. great advice. Yeah. 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 That yeah. I think that that's important um, to carry through into your work for yeah. sure. Because... Technology because that's something day. like like I think it's only going to get easier for first ACs for sure you know yeah, with yeah. like and and the cine tapes and things like that absolutely help with that you don't even yeah. you have it read out right on your Preston and like but it's like yeah. you don't it's not, and then maybe lazy is not the word but just like yeah you get used to for sure yeah yeah this like, lifestyle exactly. of like press yeah. A and <laughs> it's all automated under sequence yeah. A <laughs> yeah you're and then all of a sudden that that goes out and what do you do uh, yeah yeah what do you, what do, you do? I yeah. That's always been in the back of my head is what am I going to do when my gear fails, you know? like That's so <laughs> smart, and yeah. so I've tried to, you know, just at least educate myself on, yeah. on those practices and, you know, just talking to older first and, like, mm-hmm. you know, what was it like and, like, that kind of thing and just incorporating that in my workflow for sure. Yeah. So it's been a slow process, but it's it's definitely helped for sure. Yeah, that's Me, a huge yeah. – that's a that's – a, great little like tidbit yeah to really you know i hope so i hope help I hope, out with yeah for sure i hope other people like just you just might have saved like 10 films by <laughs> giving this advice or maybe like one because i'm I have no idea who even listens to this but yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully hopefully yeah, some young thousands like, yeah i'm gonna go buy a tape measure instead of a monitor yeah. <laughs> just in case for sure, i'm for so sure. glad to listen to tales from the crew right right <laughs> Yeah. That's great advice, though. Yeah, you know, because I, I feel like uh, you know, it's and it's also on you because it you is. Know, maybe no one day. else is really yeah. thinking like everyone else is like kind of you do. It's like you stay in your lane, mm-hmm. you be the best you can be at what you're doing. Yeah, but like you know, the monitor goes down like it's it, you know it all kind of like yeah, it all know, goes and it all goes that you know like that is always a thought in the back of my head. It's always just a worry, like constantly on set, and if I can take that stress away and not even have to have it in my head Mm because i know that 
I'll be okay if something goes wrong. You know what I mean? That that part, and I can focus on something else is far more important, right? Like, yeah, because I think yeah. you're one of the only positions, uh, you know, uh, outside of like sound right. on set uh, that's like technology dependent. Right, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The camera is your tool. Yeah. Yeah. If, you know, it's not working properly. The movie can't even happen. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. You have to embrace it and. And push it away sort of at the same time. Like, yeah. You know, to remember where the medium was and how focus pulling started and like moving and why those practices were in place for so long. And but then embracing technology at the same time and using those tools to help you. It's just everybody does it differently. Right. Everyone has yeah. a way of doing it, you know, and like there's amazing ACs out there. Like, and did you did you work under any ACs? You know, I, or did you kind of just go out the gate and like figure it out as you went? I, t- I didn't really. I should have, in hindsight, I should have just, you know, hit somebody up and been like, "Hey, you know, let me come work for you." But I just sort of had a fervor for cameras and like wanted to learn about them, and I just started reading about them on my own time and just like got a bunch of books about cinematography and like found some books about assisting and like that kind of thing, and I just sort of started reading. It was like. Yep, I'm a first. (laughs) I should, I, you know, I wasn't for the longest time. And I think now finally I can sort of call myself maybe a first AC now, you know, like, but, you know, I put that moniker on myself incorrectly early on for sure. You know, like you didn't, I didn't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, fake it till you try it, I guess. Yeah. Fake it till you, you make ne- it. You nev- yeah. yeah. You never know until you try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's like 95% of it. It's just like a, a passion for wanting to be really good at what you're doing. Or exactly. A passion for the craft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other stuff you can learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it just comes with time, as you yeah. were saying earlier. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm kind of the same way. I didn't go to like a typical film school where I learned like the – uh, like I wasn't like on set learning like the rules or the filmmaking process. Yeah, I kind of was like, let's go make something. Yeah, you know? and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. You were just psyched to make it. Like, I was just psyched yeah. to make it, yeah, and so yeah. I've kind of I've always learned from like other crew members like what I'm doing wrong or what I should be doing better, and it's like for and, sure, yeah, and that's no. the only way. I'm like, <laughs> and I always say that I'm like, don't get mad at me, just tell me you know what yeah. I'm doing wrong so I can help you and help your department and. I've learned that as a producer, I'm ultimately just a resource for, yeah, for everyone and trying just, to hold it together. Yeah. I'm not trying to know? make it harder. Yeah, and I feel like that, just everybody, it doesn't matter if this guy started first day singing a year ago and there's an old man that's been first day singing for 30 years, like everybody can learn from each other. Like, yeah. It's just, it's always. There's something that right. you don't know. You like, never, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> you never reach like the status of you like know, God. Of yeah, God, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you're just yeah. above everything. Right, you right. You're all knowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, that'll never happen. I hope. Yeah. Like, you know, like because that's just impossible. Like there's you always there's always something to learn. Oh yeah, and it's always like um, like when you learn something new on set. It's a, and I'm sure like you've been on set a lot of days <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sure it's, it's not often you learn something new but when you do it's got to be like wow it's great holy it's shit wonderful. i had no idea you could yeah, do that yeah you're yeah. just like thank you like wow <laughs> like, this is gonna change the game you know like this is great because you know like you're so you do sort of even though you are open to learning like you sort of do get stuck in your way sometimes on set and then some young gun comes along and he's like dude what about this and you're like <laughs> Okay, like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know, like, things like that always, always occur. And it kind of keeps you young, too. Like, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It keeps you on your toes and it keeps you, I think, wanting to learn more. Yeah. And, like, being like, man, that guy knew that. Like, what do I not know? Like, right. Like, you know, am I out the, yeah, yeah, am I yeah. out? <laughs> am I too old for this? Right, right. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I, and I, I feel pretty fortunate. I feel like I sort of have, like, a, a I've always had sort of a desire to, like, educate myself about yeah. things and luckily that hasn't gone away yet <laughs> <laughs> i feel like those are always the best sets where it's uh everybody has that kind of like curiosity factor and they're yeah. nice and you know yeah and when you have that it just creates this like fire yeah where we're just sure. building some awesome st- or making some awesome stuff yeah crazy know? things like yeah. some new camera you haven't worked with before yeah and, you know shooting on film or something and you're just like 
let's do it. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, it's, it's super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't gotten sick of it yet. Yeah. Um, are you, are you like, uh, is it a challenge working with like a TP you've never met or is it, uh, sometimes, sometimes, but I mean, yeah. that's part of the learning process too. Learning process too. I think, you know, it's like that, you know, say some guy comes from out of town from, from Paris yeah, from London, you know, and they have Has a whole different a way of doing things like that. You know, like the Europeans, they have a different workflow. You know, and uh, and that guy's used to that, and you have to kind of conform to what he's doing, and then you learn in that way too. You know, and, yeah, and I think that just the the thing that you kind of get comfortable doing with these DPs that you work for for a while is the communication, right? That yeah, you feel really comfortable just saying like this, this, and this. And with a new guy, you're like, can I say that? Like, right. You know, so, but you have to. You yeah. have to, because that's part of the job. And so yeah. it's just sort of like, it's a it's a little, it takes a little bit longer to get that communication down, but it's always a fun time. But that's a whole focus. It's right. just really building up that bond. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So like, that's why I like working with new people is because you get to learn a new way to communicate, you know, like yeah. how, how that person likes to work and like, and that's the high yeah. for me is I, I love working with different directors yeah. and really like just being inspired by their vision and making that happen for them. For sure. And, yeah. yeah. You're sitting there looking at the monitor and you're looking past all the creative as an assistant cause you're so focused on yeah. focus. Yeah. And then you finally like, you get a second, a lull on site and you take back and you look at the screen and you're like, wow. That's beautiful. Like, yeah. You know, like that kind of thing yeah. happens pretty often. Yeah. You know? like, That's got to be really cool to work with different DPs and not see the same. Cause, right. Know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even with, in the even with the same DPs, like they pull stuff out of their hat too all the time that you're just like, whoa. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> how would you do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's, it's a constant uh, just learning process. It's a constant learning process. Always. 100% agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Even with new people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the most fun part for me. For sure. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seems yeah. like, you know, everyone I've spoken to, like, that is what it always boils down to. It's just, like, how much uh, or, or, or how uh, amazing collaboration is and, and how that is really um, kind of almost what you see on screen is, like, the yeah. love of making it. Yeah. yeah, it transpires to when you're watching it or when someone's watching it and they're like, wow, I feel like this was like made with, you know, like really well crafted with love. You, know, yeah, you can yeah. feel that. Yeah, you know? for sure. And I think that is like, you take Roger Deakins just won that Oscar for Blade Runner yeah. last year, you know, and he was on stage and he said, I've been working with these people for 30 years. Like, that's, that is like the culmination of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like seeing... What what a collaboration can do ultimately do yeah. yeah yeah and uh, I hope one day I get to experience something like that you know what I mean I think that you experience on a smaller scale as you start moving up the ladder you know what I mean and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger yeah because it's yeah. A, and and you get to a point where even if you're you don't know that person yeah you're all part of the same family right yeah and you and it's like you connect and you get each other yeah and you're and working th- towards this goal and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. Oh man, I want to go make a movie now. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Let's go shoot something. Exactly. Give <laughs> a camera. Day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. What do you have coming up next? Um, there are a couple things. Next week, I'm doing a Louis Vuitton job with Evan Prasovsky, um, here in LA, and then um, after that. There's a music video in mid-July for a really good friend of ours that um, that is just sort of like a, a really, like, homey job, you know? Like oh, the, cool. Like, just, like, making it for that guy so that nice. he can get something out there on the scene, and I'm really excited about that. And Those like, are always the best. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. just, you bring out the homies, and you just all, you just, <laughs> just make something really sick, you know? Yeah. So, I love, I love the, the dichotomy of the huge and the small, and, like, you know, you go work for Louis Vuitton, and then you... You go work for the home, but the culture know, like, is almost the same. It is; it's yeah. the exact same. Yeah, and that's what's cool about it. Is yeah, like that like yeah, you can do a big job and like and kill it, and then you can go work with the homies and do the same thing. And it's and like, and it's like uh, it's all it's like 
I don't know if it's more creative fulfilling, but it's like there's this fulfillment in it where you're just like your uh, your margin for artistic ability is just like you know yeah there's there's no uh, ceiling yeah there it's, is not yeah. yeah and that's what's there's not a client or a studio or you know some yeah. form of it's literally di- just making the homie happy like that's, yeah, yeah yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> which is great I love yeah. I love that part which is something yeah. like you kind of learn from in those things. That you carry on to bigger stuff too. Yeah, that same uh, kind of culture or absolutely. Same, yeah, yeah. And I think that those vibes, the fundamentals at that lower level to where like you really just are like friends on set. That's that helps a lot moving into those bigger jobs too. Is because like you, you just kind of understand that like what the vibe is supposed to be and how what collaboration can look like and that kind of thing and like yeah you can take that into those bigger jobs and exactly have a positive attitude and like be yeah so it everything is just a learning experience (laughs) (laughs) and it's almost uh you know you could say it's like um you can do things with like don't even worry about learning it because it's like being on set you just are invariably gonna learn something there yeah yeah, yeah. for sure just like putting yourself putting yourself out there position. yeah yeah, yeah, you, yeah. It doesn't matter that's my point yeah if you're a pa or if you're a crafty person like you're gonna see something and you're gonna learn something new. Yeah. yeah and you're gonna really kind of lean towards something right and, and, and you're go, gonna, yeah. and go for it exactly yeah. yeah you're gonna see a department and be like oh man that's cool that's like, cool i want to do that yeah yeah Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I really want to go make a movie right now. Yeah, yeah. I feel really fired up. <laughs> it's the best, man. It I really is. Uh, well, Riley, thank you. Thanks for having me. This yeah, was awesome. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And, and John, thank you for uh, connecting us. Yeah. Uh, John you. Humphreys, uh, <laughs> our future boss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Well, thank you guys, and uh, this has been another amazing episode of Tales from the Crew.